You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hi, you're joining me for episode 196 of the Blended Family Podcast. I can hardly believe I'm almost at 200 shows, and I know many of you have been with me since I started four years ago, which just blows my mind. So thank you all so much for hanging around and supporting me all this time. I noticed a lot of you are actually bringing in new people into the Facebook group for me, which is really amazing, so thank you. If anyone's not yet a part of that group, you can join us at blendedfamilypodcast.com slash group. It's free, and we try to keep that space full of positivity as well as we try to keep it a non-judgment zone because don't we all get judged enough every time we leave our house? So I kind of insist that my group is not like that. I know we get some people in there every now and then who like to be negative, but they usually leave when they see that we won't behave like that, nor will we tolerate it. And I know there are many of you who help me to keep that space, so I thank you too. I finally created an Instagram page for the podcast. If you couldn't already tell, social media is not my favorite thing. Some people are so good with it. For me, it's a struggle. I hate posting pictures of myself, and I'm really bad about sharing my personal stuff, and it's not at all that I'm wanting to be private or that I don't want to share it with you guys. I just always feel like, why would you want to see it? And I know that's silly, so I'm going to try and get better with all of that. So please find me on Instagram and follow me there. It's just Blended Family Podcast, all one word. And bear with me because I still have no idea what I'm doing yet, but I'm trying to figure it out. All right, no further announcements today. I've got some great guests joining us to talk about debt, so enjoy the show. I'm super excited today because I have two special guests joining me who are debt specialists, and I know there are so many of you listening who are in debt, and it's literally crushing you. Sadly, the majority of Americans, and I I can't speak for people overseas, but most Americans don't even have $400 in savings for an emergency. So what happens when we don't have an emergency fund? We use those credit cards. And before we know it, we are drowning in debt and we can't get our heads above water. So if this sounds like you, it's okay. There's help today. Let me introduce my guests. The first is Charles Hughes, who's been married for 30 years and a father of two. He's got more than 20 years experience in the credit world Prior to working as a debt consultant and now director of business development for Debtmerica, he spent a great deal of time as a mortgage broker. However, his life in the credit world started as a collector for Citibank. In 2006, while searching for viable ways to keep a lending office open during the mortgage crash, Charles was introduced to the owners of Debtmerica Relief, and he moved his focus to getting his clients out of rather than further into debt. Career-wise, his goals have not veered from this course. And my second guest is Tony Gaeta, who is presently a debt specialist and trainer for Debtmerica. And he's been with the company for five years and has been working in the financial industry for over 20 years. Tony's married, 
and has a 24-year-old son that has recently graduated from college and an 18-year-old daughter who's a freshman in college. Welcome to the show, Tony and Charles. Thank you so much, Melissa. It's great to be here. Melissa, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, how about we start with a little introduction. Charles, you can go first, then Tony. Just introduce yourselves and tell us what brought you into the line of work you're doing now. You know, Melissa, it's a good question. And ironically, I've spent as much time with the debt world that, that people think that, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, some some partners of ours, they, they call me Dr. Debt on, on occasion, which is kind of an odd thing. I never expected that. My my background was, and my love was was actually, believe it or not, life insurance years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, uh, one of the challenges that I regularly faced as an agent and the reason I, I left the industry in general was, was because of the cash flow issues in the world. Um, we'd sit with clients, we'd talk to them about trying to get themselves into a, a way in which financially they, they can go ahead and make uh, move forward and only to find that because the cash flow was not there, jobs were being lost, hours were being cut, uh, there was nowhere to, to, to move and there was nowhere for, for anyone to, to get themselves solidly on their feet. And, and there were no solutions 15, 20 years ago. Uh, this industry has been pretty unique, and and so as it's as it's rolled out, it initially came out with pretty much no guidelines, and so we've been able to to grow it from there. So that's a little bit of the background with with where I am. Um, you know that my my biggest concern with regard to what we do here is is trying to not only get clients out of the mess that they're in, but try to make sure that they don't get back in again. And and that's a lot of that's got to do with the education and the lack thereof with regard to finance in the world. Absolutely. That's, that's a big problem is, is that there's not enough education. And that's why with our business, what we're doing now is we're trying to get out and help families so that they don't get into the mess. Um, Tony? Well, you know, my uh, 20 years of being in, in the finance, it didn't start with debt. It started kind of on the other side. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time uh, working for, uh, in sales for a wholesale mortgage broker and uh, on to personal loans and into precious metals trading. So kind of like a little, you know, little detour in the finance uh, area. The personal loans gave me a really inside look on the, on the other side of what we're trying to do. Um, so it, it didn't feel good to put a lot of folks who were just looking for some relief in what they thought was going to help them in, with personal loans. You know, and what I found is we were just only putting them in more debt just because, unfortunately, most of the people who were taking these personal loans, it wasn't really fixing the problem. It gave them maybe a few months, you know, a breathing room, and then they were back in the situation. So didn't feel real good about, you know, uh, working in that industry and seeing the results. So after some soul searching, Debt America came into my life, and it just was a whole different way Um not many jobs you can work at and help people and still make a living. And I found that at Debt America because it's a pretty black and white program where I can look at someone's debt situation after they pull their credit for us, see what they're paying, and know automatically how much I can save them. And it's, you know, so it's a, it was a, a beautiful kind of eye-opening experience for me. So that's, that's how I came to be here. 
Well, that's wonderful. And as you both know, this is the Blended Family Podcast, and our focus is to help blended families, but the debt crisis is affecting all families everywhere, whether blended or not. Although in my experience, I do find that blended families often incur more debt because of expensive divorces and child support, and of course, in many cases, lots of extra children. Uh, Charles, can you talk a little bit about the debt crisis in our country right now? You know, crisis is a great term for it. Uh, you know, we, we talk a lot about the national debt. We talk about what, what goes on as far as uh, the numbers with regard to the, the country in general. And, and sometimes those numbers just get a little bit out of control. So we think it doesn't really pertain to the person in the in the household. But in, in reality, it does. It hits directly at home. Um, you know, we I'm, I've always been a bit of a statistics person. I've, I follow numbers pretty closely. One thing that's a bit scary is that Average American now is is that the, the household is is carrying about sixteen or seventeen thousand dollars in debt. Um, mm. So people are okay with this; they're they're fine. They're going to go ahead and, and and a lot of it's got to do with being brainwashed into uh, from from the moment they turn seventeen, and I don't say eighteen, but seventeen. They've got bankers that are talking to people as they're bringing in their first paychecks and saying how important it is to get that first credit card. Uh, it's a lifestyle that's set up from from the get-go, and and this crisis just doesn't stop. There's no education out there, and and so that sixteen thousand that seems like it's just okay, um, that represents when when making payments and trying to keep on time with those bills, it represents about twenty percent of most people's income when it comes to what they're paying out. So if you picture we've got you know a, a paycheck that right now can be a challenge for a lot of folks. Uh, take out your taxes, but then after living expenses and all, then we're going to take another 20% off of that and, and pay that credit card tax, which is, it's uh, it's a scary thing. It puts, it puts a tremendous amount of people into a, a great deals of trouble. Yeah. And I'm so glad you brought up the point about children because that is really where it starts. And all of my listeners have children. And if we aren't careful, they're going to become adults who inherit the same debt problems we have with the same debt mindset, unless, of course, we start educating them. And when it comes to teenagers and credit, I love some advice. Most teenagers turn 18, and like you said, even 17, and they want that first credit card, and they are able to apply on their own, which is scary for us parents. So my question is, how do we talk to our kids about credit? And what is the best way to get them started on the right path? You, you know, that, that's a great question, Melissa. And, you know, it's simply, it, it is just about a conversation and guiding, you know, our children, letting them know that this isn't free money. This is, if you want a credit card, I think it is a good idea for, for uh, you know, a 17 or 18 year old to get a first credit card treated with res in a responsible manner. It's a good idea. Uh, you know, so the way I would explain to my kids, which I have, is, Yes, get a credit card, but if you're going to use it, use it to build your, your credit. You know, don't you let it use your credit. Don't let it use you, in other words. Uh, you know, make a purchase and then pay it off. You know, don't max it out. You know, don't use, use like 30% of the limit. You know, and use it in that responsible manner. Using it as a tool to benefit you, not to hinder you, cause you stress, which unfortunately I see every day in many people that I help. Yeah. And it's so hard to get them to really understand the way I try to put it to my kids. As I said, if you want that $30 pair of jeans, 
by the time you're done paying that off, those jeans might end up costing you 50 or $60, you know, in the long run. And so when I try to explain it to them like that, to make them understand in easier terms, because they just, it's, it's hard for them to understand, you know, they have these little credit cards and these pieces of plastic and they don't get, I mean, I think we all can relate to when the kids are young and they just don't get, they think there's an endless amount of money on that debit card and it's just not the case. So, all right. So on to us adults, there are many ways people can choose to solve their debt problem. And we're going to talk about your method in just a moment. I had a bankruptcy years ago after my divorce and, you know, it took me a really long time to get things back to where they needed to be. So I really never recommend that unless it's absolutely necessary. And I know sometimes it is, but I know aside from bankruptcy, there are other things people do such as debt consolidation loans, credit counseling, or simply doing nothing and ignoring the issue. Uh, Tony, maybe you can talk a little bit about each of those and whether you believe uh, or, you know, whether or not they're viable options for people seeking debt relief. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, and most of the people I help are, um, are making payments and uh, they, a lot of them will have great credit scores. Um, and there's, they have so much debt though that their debt to income ratio is so high, they're not able to get a loan in the first place. But let's say they were able to get a loan. Okay. A debt consolidation loan is not fixing the problem, is it? It's just transferring funds from one place to another problem, mm-hmm. now, which is the loan. Um, and if they are able to get a low enough interest loan to make some sort of a difference, it's probably not going to be that much of a savings. But many times it's going to be you know, equal as or worse. So that's a limited, the people who are coming to me, I've already tried that usually, you know, they're just not qualifying for a loan with a low enough interest rates that's, that's going to better their situation. Um, plus, you're still paying back roughly three times what you owe, even with a you know, decent interest rate. So that benefit is very little, you know, it might relieve a little bit of stress. You're making one payment instead of three or four or five, but you're still paying triple what you owe in the long run if you're making the new payments. Um, credit counseling is another one um, you mentioned, uh, which is run by, of course, the credit card industry. It's subsidized by them. Some people like that because it's deemed as nonprofit. We have to be careful about what nonprofit means. You know, a lot of people say, oh, nonprofit, it's wonderful. Well, yes, but they have to survive by being subsidized and funded by somebody. And in this case, credit counseling is subsidized and funded by the credit card industry. Now, their sole reason for subsidizing creating this industry is to prevent you from filing bankruptcy because that means they will not have any money at all. They want to keep you making minimum payments and keeping an interest rate going. Mm. Now, say you go the credit counseling way. Yes, you're making one payment again. Many times they're not, they might adjust the interest rate a little bit. Your payment's not going to change though. In most cases, your payment will be the same. So it's not giving you that monthly really, which most people, in my experience, desperately, some breathing room monthly. You know, they need a reduction in the payments. With credit counseling, you're generally not going to get that. Uh, it takes you about five years to get through that. It is, shows up on your credit profile. So not a, not a good solution in my, in my eyes. You know? And um, let's see, what else do we have? Did I miss anything? Did we have debt settlement? Did we cover any? Did we miss um, something? I think we just, doing nothing, doing nothing and ignoring it, which I think we can all just know right away that that is not going to help. <laughs> it's not, it's not going to help. And, you know, and I, unfortunately, I talk to people every day uh, who have done that. And then after, you know, years, months or years, 
uh, of not doing anything, all of a sudden find that they need credit again, because of course that's going to trash your credit. You'll go into collections. That stuff doesn't go away. Um, sometimes it's charged off. Uh, well, I mean, we can go into that, but charging off, people think, oh, well, okay, it's gone. Not always. You know, they'll, they'll charge it off and sometimes it will show up many times. It will show up again months or even years later because that original creditor has sold it for pennies on the dollar to some random collection agency. So you know, maybe a year or two later, you'll get a call from this collection agency you've never heard of wanting the full amount plus interest on that debt that you just let go. So yeah, you're right. It's it's not a good option. It won't go away, and uh, it's something that needs to be dealt with eventually. You know, unless you're just going to go off the grid and move yeah. to the well, there's a lot of information out there and every financial professional has their own advice on how people should handle things. And it can get really confusing, right? You've got Susie Orman and then you have Dave Ramsey who tell you a different story. And then of course, people go and sit with their own financial professionals in their own towns. And it's hard to know whose advice to take. And it gets confusing because they all say something different. Um, Charles, can you tell us about your method of debt resolution how does it work, and why do you believe it's superior to everything else that we talked about? Sure, uh, the, you know, uh, the, the the way our program works, Melissa, is is um, it, it's basically first of all taking taking control of your situation and putting it into your hands, as opposed to as as Tony alluded to the the credit counseling world, uh, the credit counseling world where you're going in and talking with a nonprofit organization and you think that they're working in your behavior uh, on your behalf, and and in reality. They're nonprofit, but they're nonprofits that are working for the credit card companies. They're not working for you. So it, to, to work with the settlement industry, you're taking control and, and you're taking control by having somebody sit on your side of the table. And that could be someone from Debt America or any other any other company that does what we do. They, the, the industry is is pretty much the same across the board. What, what we do first is we stop all the payments that are going out to the creditors all, all together. We, we have to give the creditors some reason to feel that they're now no longer in control. And the best way to do that is to hold back the money. Uh, once you do that, the creditors go into a panic mode. Uh, but while you're doing this and you're holding the money back, you're going to be putting aside some cash for future negotiations. Most of the time, the amount of money that's put aside it's about half of what they would have been paying to the creditors. So if I'm on a monthly basis paying six or $700 out to my creditors and I'm barely making money, uh, making ends meet, and I can stop that altogether and instead put aside this $350 or $400, I've got now a little bit of breathing room. I've got the creditors that are wondering exactly what's happening. And so in a few months' time, once we've accumulated cash, we come back to the table and we talk on the behalf of the client. And explain, you know, we've got a client, we'll use Tony, for example, as his name. And, you know, we'll just explain to Chase that you know, I've got a client named Tony. He hasn't paid for the past six months. He's having some troubles. He's had an hour's cut at work. He's had job loss, whatever the case may be. But he may be in a situation where he's not able to keep up with his current credit card payments. And so they're absolutely stuck. And, and, and in lieu of can trying to figure out some way to make minimum payments once again will offer a lump sum payment to the creditor. So if he owes three thousand, for example, to Chase, we may come to the table with fifteen hundred dollars instead. Uh, they'll will offer that as a lump sum payment, and so we can go ahead and pay off the and, and have the creditors consider that debt paid and taken care of 
with 1,500 rather than 3,000. A lot of people wonder, well, why would a creditor ever do that? And they, they, what they realize is that if you've missed payments for three or four months' time, they track their statistics just as closely as any other firm. And one thing that they're going to do is they're going to follow and realize if we haven't received payments from someone in 90 days, the likelihood is I'll probably never receive any money from that person again. So if they're coming to the table with a $1,500 check to pay a $3,000 bill, the creditor will take it in the moment. So we, we settle out that debt and it's taken care of. Uh, at that point in time, we need to wait for more cash to accumulate. Cash builds again. Creditors continue to panic. The next time we come around, we offer again another settlement and we just continue this process. Most often our, our terms run somewhere between a two and a four year term. Mm -hmm. A lot of it, again, going back to the control in the client's hand is that we can push things out as far as four years. But if you're aggressive and you want to get yourself back on your feet and you've got a little bit of extra cash, if you want to shorten it and have it go in two years, then, then that's your choice for a change. As opposed to being told by, for example, a credit counseling company, well, this is what your payment is. This is what you have to do. If you don't get it done by now, then we're, you know, all bets are off and bills are back and fines are back. You know, just all around, you're now taking and the much more control. Uh, the creditors have no leverage here. If if they, they have nothing to take back, I can't come back and say, well, you know, you didn't pay this, so I want your, your bedroom set back. We're not, they're never going to do that. They're not going to ask for things back. There's no control. There's no leverage. So this the settlement process is is very effective. Uh, it's for the same reason that we wouldn't do uh, a car loan, for example, because if we tried this same strategy with a car, <laughs> they come back and, of course, just take the car away or they'll take a, a home away. So a debt settlement process wouldn't work in that situation. That makes sense. So can anyone qualify to work with your company? And I will say that you do not serve internationally. So I'm sorry to those who are outside of the U.S. And I also know that there needs to be at least $10,000 of unsecured debt. Is there anything else they need to know in order to get started with your company? You know, um, it's a real simple program. So as long as they're within the, the qualifying you know, in the United States uh, and they have the program is generally geared for clients with $10,000 of debt or more. We can make exceptions in, in many cases, though, down to $7,500. So, yeah, anywhere in that realm, we'd be glad to look at it. Uh, we offer a free quote uh, with no obligation to the client. You know, so we would, we would email uh, the link uh, to, uh, to the client, have them fill it out, pull their debt, no obligation, no cost whatsoever. So That's great. Yeah, and we'll know right away if they qualify. And also, we have an awesome automated underwriting system based on our 14-year history of settling with most creditors. We'll plug that client's creditors in, and most likely we'll have a history of selling with them. And will automatically give me, a, like based off our 14-year history, what we can do, how much we can save overall, how much we can save the monthly, how quickly we can get them debt-free and other options. That's amazing. Yeah. If you, Melissa, if you don't mind me interrupting also, you, you, um, you had mentioned the fact that you need to be in the United States. Unfortunately, there are, are outlying territories, Puerto Rico, for example, or in the Philippines. If, if you're residing in the Philippines or you reside in Puerto Rico, um, because we're so closely tied to those, those locations, we also have the ability to work in, in, in those areas as well. 
Excellent. Thank you for letting me know. That's that's perfect. Um, now, Tony, I feel like people are going to want to know, will this affect their credit or how much of a hit their credit is going to take from entering into your program? Yeah, great question. I, and my answer is always, it absolutely will affect your credit. It's it's going to cause your score to drop. But it, it has to because that's, as Charles explained, that's uh, the way we get uh, and save the client the money that we want to save them is they need to let their their payments go, which of course will cause their score to drop. Um, how much uh, is always a question I'm asked. I, I couldn't tell you for sure. Uh, usually, it's you know under it could be under 100, could be 100 points. Uh, it could be it depends on how how high the score is too. But more importantly, I always want to stress to the clients that I'm helping is scores are very resilient. They will come back once they're through this program. Their score should be higher than what it was when they came to me. You know, and, and I also have to point out, and I, I think I touched on this earlier, that the clients that I do help <clears throat> that have the great scores are not able to do anything with those scores. Anyways, pardon my ring there. That's okay. um, um, they're not able to do anything with those scores anyway, uh, because, you know, even I've helped people with high 700, 800 scores who are coming to me and cannot get a loan, again, because of the debt to income ratio. So that's where we just need to kind of go over with the client and kind of you know, let them, you know, visit that reality. You know, because a lot of people forget about the debt to income ratio part. We're very proud of our scores, our, you know, our credit <laughs> score, we work hard for them. But, you know, but when we get in a situation where we're, we're just struggling, uh, the only way I'm going to be able to help someone is to let that score go. We have to look at the real problem here. It's not the score, it's the debt, right? That debt is the problem. To solve the debt, we need to sacrifice the score temporarily. You know, uh, it will drop. But as we settle that that debt, each time we sell one of these creditors, it will rise back up. You know, um, bureaus, all of them, Equifax, TransUnion, uh, uh, the other one, what's the other one? Experian. Experian. <laughs> yeah. Um, they all update every 30 days. You know, so each time we settle a debt, when the next time they update, the client will see their scores risen up. Why? Because we've zeroed out a balance. And that's what's holding a lot of times the scores down. So as we settle the debt, it will rise back up. Once they're through the program, they'll be in shape to get a home loan or whatever they need to do. They'll be in, in great shape. Low, you know, a low, nice debt to income ratio and a strong score. Great. And uh, one more question about that. When that happens, do, do those credit cards have to be shut down or do those creditors usually allow them to keep them open? No, they would be shut down. Yeah. If the client doesn't shut them down um, themselves, the, the creditors will shut down uh, the, the the accounts after a few mistakes. Okay, well that makes that makes sense. Now, Charles, let's say someone's afraid to take any kind of risk and they just keep things as they are. As we said before, not a smart idea, but let's say they just pay the minimums every month forever and ever and ever. <laughs> Is that ever beneficial? And what does that look like in the long run? You know, it, it's it's a it's a tough question to answer because each person is going to have their own set of values. Um, and, and I'll be very direct. There's uh, occasionally you'll have a client that will say, you know, I, I went out, I bought this thing. I made a purchase. I made an agreement to make these payments and I've made a commitment to this creditor. And so as a result, it's my obligation to pay them back. Um, and, and I understand that, uh, you know, I've done this for a long time. And for the first few years I was in the business, it was pretty hard for me as uh, with, with my standings, as far as my morality to, to tell you, Melissa, I want you to stop making your payments to your creditors. I want you to start just, you know, 
putting money aside and defaulting on them because it, it, it was difficult because my word is, is pretty important to me. So to answer the question was, you know, how does it look? It, 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 there's an understanding there that if, if we want to make that commitment and we're going to be bound to it, then I understand. Um, the, the scary thing, however, is that when someone is so concerned about their word that they put their family at risk. Um, as I said, my, my motivation, what I find to be probably the most exhilarating of this is when we can take our program and, and work in conjunction with uh, financial services and to move forward and to, to become more stable in, in our lives. And one of the things that gets skipped pretty regularly in the world is life insurance. Uh, you, you know, that life is so transient at this point in time. And I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going off a little bit, but I think it's important is that my, you know, I, I'm so concerned about making sure that I continue my obligations to my creditors that I'm going to do that at the expense of my family because I am not insured. I'm not protected. I'm paying off my bills because I'm doing the right thing. And then something happens tragically where I am on the freeway, for example, two weeks ago at our office uh, off the freeway exit, someone getting out of a car to check a, a fender vendor and killed. Mm-hmm. You know, this, this person now has tragically impacted their family at what cost? At, at the cost of maintaining a credit score. It, 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 for me, it doesn't make sense. Now, in that same breath, I'll tell you that for the next person, it will because their values will be different than mine. Um, but you, you really, you're renting your life from the credit world. So I don't understand why anybody would want to just make minimum payments. Uh, yeah. the, the, the best of all worlds would be make sure your family is, is secure. And then if you still have cash left over, and if you want to follow up with obligations, then overpay your cards. Because if you overpay, you'll you'll get out of debt awfully fast. It's 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 when you're making those minimum payments that you're you're locked in. That the creditors have intentionally set it up in such a way that you're just barely surviving when it comes to a minimum payment. It, it barely pays any principal, and one single purchase or a missed payment or you know anything at all, and you're going to go ahead and, and lose ground again. So. I, does it make sense to, to just make minimum payments? I can't say personally that I would ever say yes. Um, my my goal would always say, get out of debt. Don't be in it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, well, that's, uh, a, that's a great answer. Um, so let I don't. This is really putting you on the spot. I don't know if you know this, but let's say somebody has ten thousand dollars worth of debt and they were just going to pay the minimums. Do you know how long that would take them to pay off? Statistics show somewhere between, if you're just going to make minimum payments and that's it, you're going to be looking at anywhere between 15 to 18 years. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. And, and, and with average interest rates on credit cards of 14 or 15%, you're looking at another $10,000 worth of interest or $15,000 in interest. Uh, you know, it, years ago, my, my, um, it, it, there's, there's a funny thing, Melissa, my, my father, started the credit division in Macy's years ago in, in California. He, he came from, from New York. So he spent his life getting people into debt. Uh, <laughs> and, and mine was to get them out. But, you know, you look at these minimum payment world, it just, it, it makes no sense to get yourself caught into this. It, it just gets me very frustrated to see when, when people go that direction. 
Yeah. Well, that's why it's so important what you guys are doing. And I know we've been speaking a lot about debt, but I do have to also mention that your company also helps with tax issues. So can you give us just a quick overview of your tax relief program? Yeah. And you know what? I'll probably cover that a little bit more, Melissa. You know, my, my position within the company, I, I kind of cross over into both worlds. Tony stays more a little bit on the debt side. Okay. Um, with, with tax, the, the one challenge that we have when we talk about Optima tax relief, because that's our other division, a lot of people are unaware of that, but Optima is, uh, we have a whole different set of goals. When, when we talk about debt and t- debt America, you're talking about getting out of debt quickly, two to four years, lowering payments, lowering balances. Um, with the tax, tax life is, is a little bit different. Um, when, when you work with a client with the Optima tax division, it's typically because someone's got themselves into trouble with the IRS and then frankly stopped talking with them because when the communication stops, then the, the aggressive nature of the IRS will come after you. Uh, the penalties and fines and levies and liens and hundred percent garnishments on paychecks, all these things occur because of just the ignoring of, of the problem. So with Optima, our goal is not necessarily reducing a debt. It's not reducing payments. It's simply solving the problem that's at hand. That might be, let's go back and look at multiple years worth of back taxes. That might be, let's go back and try to fight an, an audit because it was been your taxes were done poorly or because you did them yourself and you made errors. So there are so many things out there that when, when you bring a client to Optima, you know, a lot of ads, a lot of things in our industry, they'll talk about trying to save money, but probably more important is that we try to get people back on their feet solidly so they're not going to have those concerns. You know, you may you may come to me with a $10,000 tax liability only to find out to, that, that you're going to end up walking away with a $30,000 liability and you might scratch your head and think, where was the benefit to that? But the benefit was that you were looking at this year's taxes and you weren't looking at the past four years when you haven't filed. We can fix this year's, but the past three years, they're going to come back after you again. We need to have you completely clean and cleared of, of the problems that you've got. Uh, the, the, sadly, the, the resolution industry is, is rife with, with thieves, frankly. Uh, they, there are folks that charge seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000. They make promises to do what's called an offering compromise. That's what we've talked about with the debt side, but on the tax side, we put a, a flat number down and, and drastically reduce the, the liability. The problem is only about 5% of the people that, that come in and, and look at tax resolution are going to qualify for an offer. But these folks are being charged seven or $8,000. And then they're given an apology, said, well, we tried our very best, but turned out it didn't work. And, and you're not going to get any of that money back. And, and we just didn't think that was fair. So Optima, when they opened seven years ago, we changed the rules to the whole industry. And that was by charging a client a, a, a relatively small fee uh, and, and then spending a thorough, thorough investigation of that person before moving forward and saying, this is the solution we're going to offer to you. And so it's, it's been tremendously successful with regard to that side. Um, the Optima is, is helps people that you know, have had, had back taxes. They've got levies or liens or garnishments. Their paycheck has been completely taken away. They've had their bank account frozen. Uh, you know, we, we do a, a win of the week, so to speak, each week that we, we get broadcast of, of some of the wins that our, our, our team does. And boy, some of the, some of the impact is, is fantastic. Some of it's not really exciting, though. Some of it is just 
you know, you haven't filed for the past four years and you have some penalties and we needed to sort through all this. Uh, the next person, however, may have a $500,000 liability and we may reduce it down to $5,000. So it's, it's runs the gamut as far as what we can do. Well, I think also just having somebody in your corner that can help you is a huge relief to people, whether whether it saves them a lot of money or not, just having somebody help sort through that because that can be really frightening for a lot of people. Okay, let's talk about how someone can get started with your company. If we have people listening that have about $10,000 of unsecured debt and you're looking for a solution that really works, I strongly encourage you to give Debtmerica a try. As they said, there's no obligation to at least chat with them to see if they can help. We actually have a client right now who's currently paying about $2,000 a month towards debt. And we're looking to get them into Debtmerica to get that bill down to only about five or 600 a month, which is going to be huge for them. So if this sounds like something that will help you, here's what you do. Set up your free financial review with me first. We'll go over some basics and then I'll determine if you qualify to work with Debtmerica. And if you do, I will put you in direct contact with them so that you can get started on your way to being debt free. Can you imagine the relief that you will feel when you can let go of that heavy burden of debt that you may have been carrying around for years? To schedule that session with me, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. Choose the option that says free financial review. Uh, before we go, I'd like to give each of you an opportunity to share any advice or maybe you have a great tip that you can leave my listeners with. So Charles, you first and then Tony. Sure. Uh, you know, there's actually two. One, one is that if you do sign up and you, you are working with us and you're, you're going to, to move yourself through getting out of debt through debt settlement, my, my recommendation is that you throw all your cards into the program. Uh, there are people that say, well, I want to leave one account out for, for rentals or I want to be able to have a little bit of freedom with my cash. What I would tell you is that the credit world in general is a bit of a sickness. Uh, it's something that we've been brainwashed from, from age you know, it, it, I don't know if we're if we're playing with Barbie toys and we've got, I remember my daughter using the little cash register and she had the little Barbie credit cards. You know, we're taught from a, from an early age that the credit world is fine. We should expect to be that way. So I would say, mm-hmm. put it all in, clean yourself and purge completely of debt. And then that way you can go ahead and learn for the first time to live within your means, which is a challenge. So that would be my tip with regard to anybody moving forward with our, our solution. But as far as education, I think is that's going to be the critical thing. I, you, you need to start talking about money and credit and, and things long, long, long before children get to their middle school years. And I say middle school because at that point in time, apparently, all parents lose all their, their mental capacities and, <laughs> and they become much more intelligent than we. Uh, I, I can remember arguments with my daughter and my son about how important it was to establish credit because they talked to the person at Wells Fargo. Uh, this is, and, and they're talking to a person who spends their day working with clients that are going through financial strife. So look, the, the advice has got to go at an early, early age. It, the, the foundation needs to start with, you know, if you're working with allowances for, for a child, teach them what the allowance is by making them live within that means and, and, and not letting them say, sure, we'll just go ahead and give you an advance on next, next week's allowance. And so I come across a little bit strict, but I think it's, it's probably the best, best foundation you can probably do is to, to try to get that early education for the kids. That's wonderful advice. Uh, Tony, how about you? 
You know, uh, my advice to, to your listeners would be, you know, if, if any of you are, are struggling with debt, do yourself a favor, be kind to yourself, do not ignore it. Uh, which, because I, I talked to a lot of people who, who come to me after months or even years of ignoring it and the stress that they were carrying the whole time was tremendous, you know? And uh, it just, uh, a lot of times they, we bury that and pretend it's not there, but it's there. <laughs> that stress is there. Uh, and I've, after helping people, I've had them tell me, oh my God, that the stress is relieved now that I am in a solution is tremendous. Um, some people are, I'll just call it ostrich syndrome, where we you know, bury our head and you know, pretend it's not happening, mm-hmm. but it is happening, you know? And, and the folks who are just, you know, either with, they let it go and they're waiting for the, the creditors to call them, or they're just making the minimums and, you know, and just barely getting by for their family, both the stress of not getting those balances down and the stress of, oh my gosh, I want to do more for my family, but I can't, is weighing on you. I know it is, uh, you know, so... Um, this is a great solution for that, for your family to get you debt free. So you can be there and use those funds that are freed up because we do create a cash flow. As Charles mentioned, we, you know, we get to cut your debt, uh, your, your outgoing in half many times. So um, that is a great gift to give to yourself and your family. Absolutely. You guys are creating miracles every day. It's wonderful advice. Thank you both so much for coming on the show and thank you for the work that you do. It's so nice to share space with people who are out there trying to better other people's lives. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Melissa. Pleasure speaking with you. Thanks for having us, Melissa. Appreciate that. All right, listeners. I hope you found value in today's show. April is actually Financial Literacy Month, so we're really trying to raise some awareness. If you want to take my quiz to see how financially literate you are, go to my other website, howmoneyworks.com slash Melissa Brown, and take the test. It's fun, too. I'll link to it in the show notes in case you can't write that down right now. And again, if you're interested in working with Debtmerica, all you need to do is go ahead and schedule your financial review with me by going to blendedfamilypodcast.com slash schedule. This is free. You have nothing to lose. If you qualify to work with them, I will put you in direct contact. Perhaps your situation is okay, but maybe someone you love is struggling. So then please share this show with them. It could literally save their lives. The debt crisis is real. People are hurting. They don't know how to get out. I've been there myself more than once. And it wasn't even always my fault. But I know all too well the paralyzing fear of debt. Our clients know it. So please allow us to see if we can help so that you can breathe again, so that you can release the burden and start enjoying your life and your blended family. So that's all for today. Feedback, as always, can be sent to Melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. I love you all so much, and I hope you have an amazing week. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.
You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.